0: Hey everyone, this will be officially kicking off our Season 2 of Tag Team. Really, this shouldn't mean any changes for the average listener. It's just a way to better synchronize the experience between Twitch, YouTube, and all the podcasting platforms. And let the episode numbers be more in sync and stuff like that. So, thank you all for your continued support, or if you're listening for the first time, I hope you enjoy. All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premiere podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, and I'm joined by my good, good friend, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how are you doing today?
1: Riley, I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. I did a lot of musical things today. This morning, I went to a library, played for the kids. This afternoon, I went to a uh, a university, played with their orchestra. Well, no, not their orchestra. They're banned. And I'm doing a clinic there on Friday, teaching band directors like how to play bassoon and things like that. So I'm excited. It's been a very musical week for me. And then I'm heading over to Connecticut, Hartford, Connecticut on the weekend to play an audition on Monday for the symphony. Wow. That is a very,
0: very musical week. (laughs) (laughs) How was playing music for the kids? Is that fun?
1: It was a good time. There was one kid. He was very cute, very smart. Uh, it just took him a while to answer, you know, he'd like raise his hand. He was a little bit shy about it. And then he'd get called on and, and then he'd like, you know, put his hand down and he'd just like scratch his chin a little bit and then say, you know, <laughs> and the play word. cool, <laughs> yeah. And then he'd be like heart. And then, and then the guy would be like, yes, yeah, so that starts with the letter H that's our, that's our letter of the day. And, and then he'd Ooh. get to go, you get to go put it up on the board and yeah, it was cool. So, and then there were just, the, the person that I worked with, I've, I've done a few, they call them story times. Uh-huh. Uh, the person that I worked with for this one was just very engaging with the kids. Obviously knew, um, you know, knew them, right? He knew their names. You know, they seemed to come back, I don't know, every day or every week or whatever it is. And so he had a relationship with them. And it was just very exciting because he was very energetic about everything, which sometimes isn't always the case. I think, you know, just people are better at working with kids than others. And he was definitely very good at that for sure that sounds really fun man
0: yeah it was really
1: fun so
0: steering back towards pokemon we just had the win a case tournament at full grip this past week and i think a lot of people's minds are looking forward to the sword and shield metagame and how it's developing we've kind of given some preliminary thoughts over the last two weeks i'm curious now that we've reached you know a more developed state, I would say, where more people are playing and their hands on the cards. And I mean, you can only get so much when you're just playing with your testing group ahead of time, right? Like, when there's so many more people and ideas coming together, that's when the metagame truly develops. So I'm curious what your thoughts are in this kind of developing slash developed Sword and Shield metagame, what the best decks are looking like, what decks you personally like. I mean, I think the first thing we have to hit on has to be the, the mill deck, right? It's kind of... Mm-hmm came out of nowhere a little bit i think it made a showing in japan before but people in america didn't seem to really be talking about it right all of a sudden now it's taking the world by storm it's all over the ladder it's all over like local tournaments what is going on with this mill deck jw
1: i mean it has like it's just a crazy mill like it's not mill that we've ever seen before where a lot of mill in the past has been kind of reactive i think back to one of the original mill decks of the modern era in Wailord where you know you're just looking to tank hits you know you do have some aggression with the uh, Team Rocket's Handiwork and Trick Shovel and stuff like that but uh, for the most part you were just looking to survive as long as possible and that's almost not really the case with this deck it has just a lot more aggressive options you can mill up to third uh, up to 11 cards in a single turn if you're able to get a double bull elba and the mewtwo gx attack off the mag cargo right so it's a lot more aggressive than any other mail deck that we've seen in the past and that has led to its you know significant successes in this in this short time
0: yeah i it feels more reminiscent to me of a durant than it does of a like a Whale lord or a pidgey or anything like that um, where yeah. you're just trying to aggressively plow through the opponent's deck as opposed to you know, I'm gonna like stall your hand out, or you know, remove your energy, do this, that, the other thing, survive your attacks. Um, right. Most of the Pokemon that get KO'd in one hit. So.
1: Right. <laughs> kind
0: of interesting how that has developed. What do you think has led to it rising up in the meta game? What were the factors that contributed to Mill being a strong force in the Sword and Shield meta?
1: Well, that's kind of the problem because I don't know that there are any strong counters, like for there to be, you know, there aren't any inherent counters that people are already playing in their decks to beat the mill deck. Um, there are things that you can play in retrospect, but there definitely wasn't anything just inherent in the top tier decks that was going to beat the mill deck. And that's kind of what makes it so scary is that you just have a, a strategy that's al- almost uncounterable <laughs> and just runs through a ton of the field. Yeah, and I think
0: part of the reason that it's so hard to counter is the presence of of the dolls, right? Like not every deck can deal
1: with gusting around so many dolls. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He, he, uh, right, being able to have, you know, 4, 8, 12, you know, a- almost infinite dolls um, is, is pretty crazy. And, you know, you you do have some things that can kind of get you there. I think maybe the, the one deck that was just kind of... Um, the best, I think, at maybe positioning itself to beat uh, a deck like Cinchino Mill was was the Mewtwo Malamar. You may be able to snipe around it. You can kind of disrupt the hand with the Trevnor. Uh, that might have been the one deck that kind of could have handled it. But I, the other decks as they were built before the full grip tournament just had no real uh, answers to the Cinchino Mill. Now, I will say that... Um, ADP can be built in a way that, you know, makes the matchup a little bit more favorable. We were talking about that before the cast. We saw Kevin Baxter's list. He got second and a list that was shown off on the tricky gym channel by Andrew Mahone um, was played. Like I think three Pokemon catcher and a great catcher. Mm -hmm. I think if you just opt for the four catcher, that matchup becomes a lot better just because you have one more out to uh, be able to gust something up on the bench. But I do see, um, you know, that Cinchino deck running through just about everything else besides those two decks that I just mentioned with almost no uh, resistance.
0: Yeah, I mean, like Abilities Zard probably is a fair matchup, but how many people are playing Abilities Zard <laughs> well, right now?
1: Well, right, and that that's kind of the interesting and maybe cool thing is that the metagame that we thought about heading into the sword and shield format is maybe uh, cycling back on itself. I was saying, and I think a lot of other creators were kind of saying, "Uh, abilities are maybe not so good, you know, maybe not um, where it doesn't just have, you know, it doesn't have the juice abilities are can't beat Zation, which is bizarre because it's a metal type. And so (laughs) let's just table that, uh, you know, put it down, you know, maybe tier two. And all of a sudden that might be a reasonable play, which is crazy to think
0: crazy how metas develop in such a way that decks can loop around from being bad to good to bad, (laughs) just depending on what's showing up on a particular weekend. So you talked about before how you said that there are some things in retrospect that decks could do to deal better with the Chinchino deck. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are wondering what those things might be. What would you do in some of those non Zacian decks to, to better deal with a Chinchino
1: that's in front of you? Sure. Um, So I think, the Pokemon catchers are a big deal. Uh for me at least, I i view them as a big deal over the custom catchers. Now, there are some people that would argue, well, custom catcher is guaranteed and Pokemon catchers on a flip, but you'll have more opportunities to gust. Um, and especially against a mill deck where they might, you know, just get rid of one custom catcher. If they just hit one custom catcher, um, or are you prize one at at an inopportune time then you'll only have one ability to gust and that's not enough against the cinchino deck because they're just going to be pushing up the dolls for as long as they can uh, to try to get around it another thing that you could do is um, you could play stinger in your list and like a baby Blacephalon. that was a popular um, inclusion last format to deal with pidgey and you know still maintains its relevancy you kind of have to build your deck or, or choose your deck around that combo right. um so it can be kind of difficult um nothing i don't know you could try to add cryogonal i think the the one deck that comes to mind with cryogonal though is adp um, i'm curious as to your thoughts about non-adp techs for cinchino
0: yeah it's a, it's a little tough um i do think pokemon catchers are probably better specifically for chinchino but maybe worse outside of it um, sure i was definitely a stand for custom catchers over pokemon catchers in this format just because they're reliable and they have like extra utility on them for the drawing um and i don't think in most matchups you probably don't need to gust more than twice but uh, against the chinchino deck gusting twice first off is not really enough and also they can randomly mill uh, one of the catchers which significantly reduces your ability to find two of them at a time. So right. Um, right. I've had multiple games online that kind of panned out that way. So I think I've come around to the Pokemon Catchers, but I don't know if Pokemon Catcher alone helps enough decks. Um it's like when I play Pika Rom, it just feels horrible. Um if they get a Mew down it feels like there's nothing I can really do. Um and I don't know if there's like a good way to solve that. Some things we talked about in our our circles have been giraffe could be an option um giraffe is like okay in my mind it doesn't really pressure them that hard so they can use oh, a right um, right but the theory is like they don't have full control over what they mill with Belelba. um so you can perhaps grab some resources i just think they play enough copies of anything that's important to them that like
1: it won't matter if right you
0: won't. like when would giraffe have that impact that you're looking for so right. i'm not a huge fan of that and I I thought like maybe some decks could fit their own Bilalba to try and catch some slipping. I think the only deck that could really deal with that or like actually get that to work would be a Mewtwo deck. Cause then you could do a Bilalba Macargo. Um, yeah. And I don't think that it's realistically not super easy or even possible necessarily to play around eight cards <laughs> being in your sure. deck. Um, sure. And other than that, I think Stinger is a good option for decks that can utilize baby Blastephalon.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: just because of the fact that like the cephalon's a good card and it's very strong right it right. <laughs> can take those th- remaining three prizes very quickly so
1: we do have d lamb asks what do you think about drudagon drudagon is good i mean that's you know we were kind of trying to discuss some ways that non-adp decks could counter the the mill strategy but yeah if you're playing i, I think drudagon just slots pretty easily into adp um I would just be hesitant to play, like, too many techs against- I just don't even
0: think that Dredagon has a place in ADP. Really? No, and the reason is that, like, Dragoff does 60 with ADP. If it's not in ADP, it does 30, which is useless, um, <laughs> just to be honest. But yeah. in yeah, ADP, right. it's doing Sorry. 60, which doesn't really KO anything, and... Uh-huh. so you're spending multiple turns pulling things up to try and KO them eventually and they'll just keep retreating into like a doll or an orangaroo or whatever Um, and it gives them lots of turns to just mill you you know you're spending so much time whereas like so like what's the point I guess of playing the Dreadagon you know because you already can drag stuff up with like catchers and one hit KO it if that's your goal and you only need to realistically do that twice you know maybe even less depending on like how the game pans out for the Chinchino deck Mm -hmm. so i don't really see it being necessary i do kind of like the cryogonal and i saw someone in chat was asking and the reason i like it specifically in adp is because you can pressure all the dolls off the board and they can't put any more down so it forces another pokemon up and with mm-hmm. ADP specifically, you only need to KO three Pokemon that aren't dolls. So. Right,
1: and you're, you're usually going to take that first one because they're trying to set up, um, you know, and or they are they're trying to get back resources or something early in the game. It, it's often I find harder to, um, you know, to get sometimes just pull the dolls out of your deck. Like the 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 deck can sometimes take a little while to get its motors uh, going, and so, you know, you usually take that one. Uh, then you might get into the the flow of things, be able to get a doll or two down. But yeah, like you said, pressuring them off the board with cryogonal is huge, and doing the forty damage is very very relevant.
0: Right. It, the cryogonal without the forty also kind of feels like it gives them the benefit of time, which is not great. Um, but while it's doing forty, you know, you're not you're not even trying to KO a with it. You can just put like an escape board on it or something, throw it up, KO some dolls, they promote an oranguru, and you retreat knock out the Oranguru, and all of a sudden now you've taken a third of your prize cards. So I -hmm. I like that a lot in theory. It doesn't even necessarily feel like a necessary tech for ADP. It feels like ADP can definitely beat dolls or mill without it. Um, But with it, it feels like a super like doable game state that you can build for yourself. Um, Sure. I saw another person in chat asking about make them pay that previously was like a popular card to deal with some sort of like stall archetypes. I don't think the mill deck necessarily even builds a big enough hand to knock them well with make them pay. Um, they play with a decently small hand size a lot of the time. And-,
1: and I generally feel like the things that you would want to discard in the late game, I think of like pal pad is just something that they're going to play, you right. know, especially, especially if they know that you have the Persian,
0: right? yeah so i just i don't really see it working out that well
1: and then what do you think riley of like a very soft counter like playing your own Oranguru?
0: i don't really think that works because um, if you're taking prizes you're going to activate their surge so i guess if you're playing your own Oranguru, you're just saying you're not going to do anything and try and tie uh, which i guess could work um <laughs> but it doesn't seem like it would be that good you know
1: yeah i mean the idea for me would be if you're playing pokemon catchers maybe you get one extra chance to gust um but yeah again i think if you're playing a non-adp deck even the like even the turns that you're able to gust you have to really make the most out of them and a lot of these non-adp decks can't do that because they're only taking you know one prize right i mean the, the deck i
0: was originally thinking of a in would have been Rom to try and get catchers back and but just like the deck the deck takes prizes so slow against the mill deck that it doesn't even feel like catchers necessarily are the make or break. Especially if they play hammers and just hammer off, you know, five energy and you just kinda are dead in the water.
1: Right, because you have to use to have any hope, you have to use tag bolt effectively in that.
0: Right. And which which feels so bad, because like if they play two Mew, it's basically over. If they play one, you can hope they like whiff it on a turn. But even then that's not that's obviously horrible. So yeah,
1: it's just funny how we went from Pidgey and you know you could reasonably have like a I'd say a pretty good matchup if you were able to get the um Zero Aura GX attack off, but then it's a completely different strategy in this format with this mill Right,
0: where, yeah zero where... feels useless.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so
0: cool. Yeah, I mean I think there's I think it's kind of deck specific. I think Mewtwo decks and ADP decks are the best decks into mill and anything else feels kind of rough, no matter what you do to it.
1: What, uh, what is the strength of Mewtwo that, that makes you feel like it's good in the mill? Are you saying the Mewtwo Malamar or um, uh, potentially, you know, Malamar? potentially
0: both? Um, I mean, both of them could take theoretically take advantage of Stinger Blown if they wanted to. Um, Mewtwo Malamar specifically has Trevnor, which is potentially helpful in conjunction with Marnie. I can force them into weird board states. But um, I think the Stinger is probably the primary strategy you'd use in Mewtwo Malamar. Um and Mewtwo Welder, you can you can use stuff like Espeon Deoxys, you can also Stinger if you care to do that. Um yeah. and you can Marcargo GX and catch them slipping late game. That's and true. and like I was saying earlier, if if you really are convinced that the matchup is a problem for you, you can and you're playing Macargo GX, you can play your own Biloba, and I really don't think that the mill player can play around eight
1: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Sinchino, very good deck. Where would you put it on your tier list? Like where where do you think it it lies? I mean, I think we're both in agreement. It's a very good deck. So now it comes down to would you put it as like the deck to be or would you put it as a tier one selection?
0: Uh I think for D deck to be I'd still stand where we were last week and I think Zacian ADP um, Zacian, Zassian. I'm still like a little unsure how to pronounce it. <laughs> but I think, I think ADP is probably still the deck to beat. Um, cause it's just pretty freaking good, man. It, it does kind of everything you'd want out of a deck and, uh, takes extra prizes, does a lot of damage, accelerates energy. Like, that all seems good to me. Um,
1: it's very consistent.
0: I think Cinchino is probably in the top three to four decks. Um, and I okay. think really, I think if it wasn't for the fact that it struggled against ADP, that it would actually be probably the deck to beat.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's good that we're, I mean, we're both in agreement that the Cinchino deck does, you know, have an unfavorable matchup into ADP with four catcher. okay just just want to make that like just clear so everybody knows that's kind of our stance i don't think it's extremely unfavorable but you know i think a 60 40 matchup you know there are ways you can finagle obviously if you're the uh cinchino player and you are able to prevent them from getting a turn one two or excuse me turn two three four um uh gx attack off as the adp player then you're in obviously a much better position but i do just feel like in that war of attrition that adp is going to win that Gonna come out on top, you know. The the Cinchino player is gonna flip tails a few times on the crushing hammers and eventually overtake, um, overtake the uh, the game. So that's cool. So what would you put as your other top decks? You say ADP you say Cinchino, and then you said there's maybe three to four that you would put in this kind of upper tier.
0: Yeah, and I looked it up. It's a, it is and confirmed. So, <laughs>
1: gotcha. Okay. Well, I don't know. That's not how they say it in the anime.
0: Ha- have they appeared in the anime yet? I don't think that's true. I think you're just making that up. Oh,
1: uh, sorry. I said too much.
0: <laughs> You've leaked the anime. <laughs> 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 um. Gosh. I, like, lost my brain for a second there. I think uh, the what? other... No, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> the other other decks I put up there was Zacian. Um, I would say that Mewtwo variants are kind of all up there. I think Welder Mewtwo still is pretty good. Uh, being able to do 300 turn two, being the only deck that can reliably do 300 turn two, yeah. is insane still, and really shouldn't be slept on. Uh, we Very actually good. saw that today. Uh, Matt Price was on stream at full grip and just completely blew a uh, Zacian deck out of the water by doing 300 turn 2 and knocking out an uh, ADP. And it had a big charm on that Mewtwo, so it wouldn't be o code by Zacian, so I like that. Um, but I still think the, the Malamar Mewtwo has potential. I'm a little less inclined to play it, kind of like you were alluding to last week. Um, because of the fact, you know, it's a Malamar deck, it has a lot of inherent things going on in it, I guess you could say. It's not necessarily... <laughs> inconsistent but there's just a lot more moving parts that you have to get operating as opposed to just like a simple like jirachi and attach energy kind of deck that sure the other top decks are i think Pgram is still a top tier contender um it's a really strong deck it gets it gets the job done versus most things but it's really bad against the mill deck um which yeah and is that's kind of
1: right that's kind of the problem though to me also pekeram has a as a slightly unfavorable matchup against uh ADP Zashin and to have a bad and in, in some cases almost almost unwinnable matchup against you know two <laughs> of the top uh decks while beating everything else it just feels like the meta game isn't correct for Pikaram right now right and... i think Pikaram could finesse
0: zashin a little bit harder um Stuff like big charms could potentially be really helpful. Yeah, I think big yeah. charm actually is a card I initially overlooked, uh, but now that I'm seeing, now that I'm seeing like the math work out for Zacian, It makes more and more sense to me to start including it in decks, because um, it really it messes up that math quite a bit, especially against Zacian, I think is where you'll notice that impact the hardest. Um, yeah, right. And also against Pikaom have... too, like that's an extra electric power, which honestly can be a gatekeeper. That's,
1: that's huge. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's, a, that's massive, actually.
0: So uh, I don't know. Like Peter Rams I could definitely see trying that out um, to potentially have a better Zashi matchup. I don't think it's terrible though. Like I think, I think it's winnable. Um, whereas the Nil mm-hmm. matchup feels like a nightmare.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Definitely definitely it's just it's it's super tough there um and yeah going back to the big charm i think you're you're hitting on a really good point here because big charm does feel kind of like this this card that's that's on the up and up in in the metagame and and i say up and up the the metagame really isn't developed you know we've seen maybe a handful of uh of tournaments less than a handful of tournaments uh just being streamed on twitch of of uh people playing and then you know whatever results people are showing in their youtube videos of playing on the ladder but um this card seems like it's on the up and up uh just for like you said adding a little bit of uh more difficulty in uh the right numbers
0: yeah and it's definitely a card that i overlooked when i was buying cards too so yes (laughs) (laughs) catch me on
1: Cause we've had, you know, we've had a uh, metal frying pan, which is a pretty good inclusion. Although some people are taking it out of and um, We've had things like uh, choice helmet in the past that didn't really see a ton of play, uh, but maybe this changes now. I, I don't know. The, the plus 30, just general HP might just be better than um, any other, you know, damage modifying tool that we've had in the past. Additionally, we don't see a lot of, lysander labs that's right i was
0: actually heaven. thinking today because decks are playing buff padding i could totally see adp Zashin coming to play lysander labs and like you know instead of getting damage with shrine or banned like they just play a couple of zigzagoons or something <laughs> yeah this is where this is the place my mind is going it's like really <laughs> 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 things are messed up man yeah dude things are going crazy crazy <laughs> but for real though i could definitely see that happening um now granted you lose utility and like your um your metal frying pans get worse your skateboards get worse but if everybody's playing big charm and that like negatively impacts you i don't see why you wouldn't try and beat it sure so cool (laughs) okay so that's kind of like the top the top decks that or at least an overview of them. Is there any other one that you'd like to specifically dive into? Do you have any particular thoughts on like a Mewtwo variant or um, maybe Pikarom that you want to touch on?
1: Um, Not particularly. It kind of almost feels, um, I don't want to say worthless, but it, it feels kind of fruitless maybe to talk about a lot of these other decks, because I, I feel like the good decks are so good that they they just really bully a lot of these other tier two or tier three decks out. Like a lot of these things are almost unplayable. There are there is a lot of uh, interest in Sableye uh goons. Dude, I, do I think- see so many people online
0: and it it kind of annoys me because they'll appear like anytime a deck appears, they'll be like, well this will lose to an obstacle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I do I do feel like we should take some time and and discuss why Sableye Goons is a deck that's on a lot of people's radar.
0: I mean, if we want to discuss why, I think it is a one word answer and it's (laughs) (laughs) obstruct. You know, is the deck even remotely possible to work without obstruct?
1: Right. Uh, No. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So, um, I mean, like, I just don't like, it's, there are, I'm sure, plenty of games where you don't even get to Obstruct, <laughs> which is problematic in of itself. Um, right. That being said, Obstruct is good against a lot of decks, at least once he gets the hood on so you don't get fee-owned, because uh, you got to get the hood on as well. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, you, have to, you probably have to rear Candy up an Obstagoon to get it to work, and you have to get two attachments on it, which there's no acceleration, so you just kind of have to Get them. I guess you could do some like weird, cocoa
1: prism kind of thing. Cocoa prism. Mm, oh yeah. I guess you don't even need the paintbrush.
0: Yeah. You just need one dark with the obstagoon. The sable eye needs two dark. Yeah. But like, it, I feel like the sable eye barely even matters. You know. I,
1: yeah. I don't know what the sable eye is doing in these in these decks. Like the obstagoon just feels like the. Like if obstruct
0: doesn't win you the game, I don't think sable eye will either. <laughs> you
1: know? but, right. So
0: uh i don't know it's like kind of entertaining to me though because goos definitely has like a group of like very uh, dedicated... outspoken supporters oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is very entertaining um it is really entertaining i don't know if i wouldn't even put it as like a a tier two deck unless someone finds something that breaks it um yeah which i don't i haven't found that yet maybe maybe someone's got the secret goons deck that they're gonna bring to ocic
1: I mean, it should be positioned pretty well. I, I think the one um, kind of curiosity in the format would probably be uh, Mewtwo Malamar, just in the sense that you could, you know, if you play Ditto in that deck, you could evolve into something to knock out. <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, there's a, you know right. what I mean? Well, like there's
0: also a- any Mewtwo deck could just play a Greninja.
1: That's true. Which, That's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't one shot though. Which is the problem. And who cares? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I like, you can play Greninja, but then the Goons deck could play Mimikyu. know what I'm saying?
0: But what if you play your own Stelvie Hood, though?
1: <laughs> well, then they could play Lysander Labs. <laughs> but
0: then you on their Goons. So. <laughs> I think we got to get... You probably do have to play the five-card package just to make sure you have Goons on <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just the more we talk the more convoluted it gets <laughs>
0: you, you have like a third of your deck is just to make sure that you beat obstacle consistently <laughs>
1: yeah, like, dude, the, the gears are turning right
0: <laughs> yeah so i guess if you take away anything from this episode it's that you definitely cannot lose to goons going into the next couple <laughs> weeks
1: <laughs> well i just think that fiona is such a popular card in a lot of the big archetypes and and goons to me um should just struggle with adp again we, we keep coming back to that but i, I do feel like it's solidified itself as the single s tier deck like this deck is a deck that a lot of people could just take and play i feel like this entire format and and perform well like it's one of those decks that you just it's so solid by itself doesn't really have a good counter and right. it. Should just go far. You know, it, it should just carry somebody for the rest of uh right. rest
0: I guess if you want a realistic answer for why goons, probably will never work. <laughs> Even if they have the hood to dodge Fionn, ADP will almost certainly um knock out the first thing before you get an Obstagoon going with obstruct, and then they have to only gust two things to win.
1: Yeah. So exactly. It's crazy. It's pretty, crazy.
0: Pretty crazy, man. Got gotta say.
1: That's gotta a, that's say. a little crazy. It's a little- <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love to say gotta say with something absurd after it that's <laughs> something i've been doing a lot when i like play league with my friends <laughs> like gotta say you're not <laughs> right? blah, blah, blah. this is so stupid <laughs> cool so yeah we're not a huge goods fan what well, are some other though like decks that you could see on the precipice of success right now you did your own tier list just yeah, um... a, like a week ago what are the decks that are occupying that like tier two
1: yeah, tier two. I had I had Sable Lagoons. I had uh, Big Blacephalon. That seems like a deck that could work. I haven't put enough, you know, thought into it in this format. Um, seems like a decent enough deck. You know, maybe you have some uh, ways to beat you know a lot of the other contenders obviously the Mewtwo matchups don't really change all that much. I again would still worry about ADP Zation with that uh Blisphalon deck. I have a WIMSCOT deck seems fine, you know, not great, not horrible kind of occupying that mid-tier. Uh Garchomp Giratina, another deck seem that seems just decent. Again, I don't think it has what it takes to overcome ADP. That's kind of just the big gatekeeper of this format. Um, but let's go down into the tier three. What I had in my video here was Rillaboom at tier three is starting to gain a little bit of traction. We're starting it to. Yeah. And well, and it was a card that I initially thought would be pretty good. I think if we go back to some of the previous podcast episodes, I was saying, you know, it's probably not tier one. Um, you know, it's probably not a great deck, but it does have some merit to it. And we're finally starting to see people either build it correctly or, you know, just just play it, you know, we're finally starting to see it get played and it's doing decently enough. I think the GX attack from the, um, from the Alolan Executor Rowlet is amazing. And being able to pull that off consistently is a huge uh, boon to the deck. Um, You also have things like Shaman Prism, which is a decent one prize attacker. Um, You can couple that with like the Snivy Venusaur, which can Gust for free. Or I mean, for an attachment, but <laughs> without free using enough. It. Like <laughs> it, it's kind of like it has some good parts to it. I don't. I think it's a little bit too linear, but I mean, it it's making a case for itself. It's definitely not. Um, it's definitely not a deck that is unplayable.
0: Yeah, I think, I think Rillaboom is actually decent. I. I, uh, it's just, like, a little bit lacking right now, and it might benefit more in future sets when it gets a better pool of cards to work with. Um, what I think it has going for it right now is if it gets ahead, it's really easy to stay ahead. And Mm -hmm. so, like, if you get that six energy Rallet Egg attack off, a lot of decks, like, can't do anything about that, you know? They just lose (laughs) so i always like go back to Pikarom because that was the first deck i built in this format and i've been playing a lot of online um especially in events to like try and get more packs and stuff um and when i was playing peek you know if i have to like burn a bunch of my accelerations like the cocoa and the thunder mountain typically go pretty early Mm -hmm. so i can try and get full blitzes off and then if they get that six energy attack off i just lose because i have to attach three times now to a pokemon <laughs> so yeah and now granted half the games though they didn't get that attack off but the other half they did and i lost so right and that's what that's what i think it's like if the egg Rout deck can stay ahead or get ahead rather it'll stay ahead because it kind of like oppresses you out of the game um, yeah yeah.
1: I mean I, I would say that Rillaboom is better than Frostmoth at this point. I, I don't oh, know for sure.
0: I'm hundred percent agree. It, but uh
1: I mean Rillaboom has like a seat at the table. I think it might be at the kids table, but it, it's in the conversation, you know, and right. I think it is just taking like the correct list or the correct, because I think there are a few ways to build it. You know, you could obviously build it uh, just pure grass type. You could build it with Mewtwo. Um, there are just different, you know, you could build it kind of more Rayquaza centered. There's just a few different and even more ways that I'm not saying right now, but there are just a few different ways to play it. And I think uh, the more that that deck gets explored, the more success it, you know, should have.
0: Yeah, I think Frostmoth really suffered as well from just not having good attackers to use with it. The best one is probably Lap well, I don't want to say Lapras is even the best one. Keldeo is probably the most efficient one, but it's hard to get all the damage you need consistently with it. And then Lapras yeah. does more damage, but it gives it three prizes and it's weak to peak So that's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, to say right. the least. And but you know, that's the- all predicated on the fact that you can find your energy quickly, which will be a lot easier next format when you have like the bucket, the, the disgusting bucket
1: yeah well we'll see the jury is still out though i don't know if the bucket is going to be
0: i don't think the the bucket will break the deck because there's not attackers to break the deck yet
1: sure sure
0: but i love the bucket like there's zero percent chance if i'm playing it like a water type deck that i'll ever play professor's letter over the bucket
1: oh no (laughs) the bucket for sure and
0: the bucket is a way better card (laughs) another deck that I, i think we do deserve to hit on though um and we were bigger on this deck in the past, I think, and we've kind of like faded out of our brains a little bit, um, is the Baby Blicephalon deck. So that deck was looking huge with Lucky Egg and either Greens or Ability, both were looking like viable options. Uh, I think we both kind of aired towards Ability just because it could play Mew, and Picaram was looking like the deck to beat. Um, Not so much anymore. I don't think Picaram is the deck to beat, but still a top deck. What are your current thoughts on the baby decks? Are they still a top tier contender? Are they kind of just resting just below the top decks? Are they worse than that? You know, what are your thoughts?
1: It's just a deck that I need some more testing with. I've been seeing Azul play the list a lot on the ladder. Seems like it's doing pretty decently. I like his inclusion of uh, the Orccorio GX, I think, or that's what it was, right? Cario GX. Mm-hmm. That's a draw. You extra cards. That seems very good. In kind of in place of the lucky eggs. I think the deck is fine. It's just a, a deck that I need a lot more, um, a lot more testing with. You know, it's one deck that's on my radar for sure as being, I think, just under the top tier, but could get there because a lot of the top tiers focused around, you know, GX or uh, V two prize or three prize attackers.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm i kind of a fan of the deck. I, at least it's very fun to play. Um, I know one thing you mentioned Azul that Azul was trying out and maybe this originated from elsewhere um, was the B Springer. And so with that, if you, against ADP Zacian, or Zacian, I'm still getting used to it, <laughs> is you can take that first knockout on the ADP and then you've taken four prizes now. So knocking out the Zacian actually wins you the game at that point so that seems like a kind of cool development and that could potentially be useful in other matchups as well but um definitely a good idea for the adp matchup i think the deck is still pretty good though um i think it might struggle in some areas just like consistency wise um it's not always easy to get up and running and if decks play more stamps in the future that could also be rough but i think right now it's actually decently poised to do well in the metagame you know the price trade is pretty crazy so <laughs> right. Right at least against yeah. tag team decks. And you know, ADP and Mewtwo are both seeing probably the most play in the format right now. So Yeah. Seems viable enough to me.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You hit on some good points there. So I think that's uh that's a good that's a good wrap-up of, of Blacephalon and, and really a good overview of, of the decks in uh in contention right now for OCIC. I think that just about covers it. I don't know of anything um, kind of rogue, or that we haven't seen yet. I mean, I think the biggest like rogue deck to come out was obviously the Sanchino Mill, which wasn't really a rogue because it was played in Japan, and we basically already had the list. But, but we I just digress. kind of
0: ignored it. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, right. Uh, I digress. Um, I think that everything that we've that we've talked about is is already out there. I think we're going to see some variation of of what we've already seen um, in the next uh, few weeks in the next big tournaments
0: yeah i'm definitely excited to see what comes out of it so i we don't have to spend a ton of time of it but i know people are asking and i know you've done testing and collinsville is actually the first regional that we're going to in this format and that is expanded so jw you're a classic this year you've like basically just been the expanded guru because that's all you've (laughs) gone to (laughs) which is really like odd
1: <laughs> yeah I, I don't know it's just whatever it, it just like happens. worked
0: out that way that that's all yeah. you can go to it's expanded events yeah. so i know you've been exper- experimenting with expanded what are some decks that you're liking right now and why do you like those decks in particular
1: well i'm gonna say i think right now the deck that i would just tell anyone to play is turbo Zoshian. that thing is just filthy um <laughs> because it's more energy efficient than Darkrai, but, and it also doesn't need anything, like, it also has the inherent draw power that kind of overcomes that turn one barrier of not being able to play a supporter. It's just ridiculously strong. I've I've played maybe an hour or two of that on ladder, both on my stream and off my stream, and it's been solidly beating almost anything that I bring it. I don't know that I I've had self-inflicted losses. Let's just say that, but everything that I've played smart against I've beaten. And so it feels very, very strong. I mean, obviously I'm not playing against like the highest tier caliber players on the ladder, but it just goes to show the inherent strength of the deck that it's just running over what we thought was good last format. And one of the best things about the Zation deck is that I'm going to swing right back to it is that it's, almost unaffected by this turn one rule or more so unaffected than any other deck. Because you, the you, broken have, the ability. Inherent, you have the inherent draw. So <laughs> you're going to be able to, at the very least, uh, try to accelerate, try to draw a few cards. You're not as um, stuck in dead hands as you would be with some other decks. Um, I will say, if you're looking to you know, go to Collinsville or you have an expanded thing coming up, just look to the biggest change that I've made in all my decks is cutting trainer's mail for uh, quick ball. And in some some cases, even cutting Ultra Ball for Quick Ball. Um, And that's just because it's a little bit more efficient way to search out your basics. So oftentimes I'll have an Ultra Ball and I'm just going to try to go for, you know, a draw Pokemon, a Dedenne, a Shaman, a Lele. Um, And in a lot of cases, too, uh, when you have Trainer's Mail, you're just going to look for the Ultra Ball. So (laughs) why not just cut the Trainer's Mail, cut the crap and just play more... (laughs) You know, (laughs) basically, and so I think, like, if you're looking to build lists, really take into effect Quick Ball because I think it is one of the best uh boons for consistency in expanded right now. Uh, that we got from Sword and Shield, I would say Turbo Dark probably stays good. I don't know if it's as good as Zashin expanded, just because you need more energy to do things, but you have a little bit more um, tricks that you can do. You know, you have things like Sableye Tyranitar, you have things like Guzzlord, you have things like Guzzlord GX. Um, there's just a few more spooky things that you can do. You have an automatic inclusion of an evolution if you decide to play the Weavile line. Mm-hmm. So that maybe helps you get around um, things like Vileplume. Plume. I think dark is probably good. Although I, I just, I can't say with confidence that it's better or as good as Asian. And then a probably stays up there in a similar list to, uh, what we saw from Dallas and, um, there's one other deck. Oh, we were talking a little bit about Snorlax. That's another deck that I really want to get on the ladder and test because that feels like another strong contender. Uh, just having that high HP, if, uh, you know, Zation struggles to hit yeah, high those High HP numbers. is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zation just struggles to hit those numbers. So uh, being able to do that is is huge. Uh, being able to hit for one shots while not getting one shot in return is huge.
0: Yeah, I, I personally was definitely a, a Snorlax stan. Uh, before even diving into the expanded format at all. Um, Yeah. Just seems super fun and super good. It kind of reminds me of Zorak decks. The only thing that is kind of annoying about it is the draw Pokemon and the attacking Pokemon aren't the same Pokemon anymore. Um, But I guess if Snorlax had trade, that would probably be, you know, it'd be like a little bit much, I think. So it's like, it's cool. Like, I get it. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, the Zacian or Zacian, Zacian Um, deck seems pretty efficient it does a lot of damage very quickly has the draw ability which is super valuable right now uh, in the expanded format being it it lets you go first with less of a penalty um so i think that's pretty good so do you have any there's two questions i'll ask you first off do you play any evolution cards to deal with vile plume and second off do you prefer it to be a more straightforward version or do you prefer a counter energy version
1: i think that that you would want to play at least one stealthy hood um potentially two stealthy hood potentially one stealthy hood in a dowsing machine i think if you just play the one you should be able to because you can one shot the um the alolan executor Rowlet pretty easily you know all you need is the choice band and one Delmys down assuming you play you know one or two, you know, you just need one Delmize or you need one Zigzagoon if you decide to play that or, um, you know, I don't know, one Shrine Tick, I guess. You know, there are just ways to, there are ways to place the damage um, that's like not plus power or Hypnotoxic Laser. But if you can one-shot Ooh, plus the... plus power. <laughs> I know, right? That could be... Um, but if you can one-shot the Rowlet Egg before they get too much of a board state, and I think the too much of a board state is like getting up two of the basic plumes, then you should be pretty good from there and and they might not even have enough uh of a board state to the point where they can lock you out of the um getting the stealthy hood attached to a bench station so i think just the one is probably going to be enough to swing that matchup in your favor and that's where i would look to go with the zation in terms of playing zation straight or Man, with Kashi.
0: and i looked it up remember dang
1: it <laughs> I'm leaking again.
0: You're literally leaking right
1: now. <laughs> In terms of Zacian straight or Zacian counter energy, I'm leaning more towards the Zacian counter energy. Feels like I have a few more options. The Pseudo Wudo is an insane card right now. You hit Dark for weakness. You hit, you know, potentially Snorlax. Wax Max. <laughs> for Wax Max. For weakness. Um, that seems just so strong as, as well as potentially, you know, doing other cool, um, you know, tricky thing. I don't know. You would hit Zorak for weakness. I don't know if that's really relevant anymore, but (laughs) I know, right. (laughs) Um, but the, the pseudo Wudo is just so good. And then you're already playing the counters. So I just say, Hey, why not play an Entei that can kind of help you swing the mirror matchup. And so I prefer the counter energy version. I could see somebody just going straight and that being perfectly acceptable as well. But I do think Sudowoodo is too good. And then the other cool thing is that counter energy works on the Zacians. So like, (laughs) what the heck? Zashin, dang it.
0: (laughs) I let it slide for a little but I'm just going to correct you every time. All right.
1: Zashin. Zashin. Next episode is just going to be me pronouncing Zashin over and over. For an
0: hour. Yeah.
1: Maybe we'll make that a bonus episode. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we just try and talk so, about Zashi index for an hour, and every time no, no, you no, say something wrong, you get like penalized no. somehow. <laughs> like, no, yeah, that like, could a, be like, fun.
1: like I have the I have the collar or something, and I get a
0: <laughs> shot collar. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome, I gotta say.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know. So that that's my thoughts on on the on that uh, version of the deck.
0: Cool. So Damn. yeah, I think there's a lot to be uncovered and expanded, but it seems like fast decks are in a good spot right now. Like being yeah. able to plow through your deck with quick ball. Um, they kind of can draw a lot of cards without a Juniper turn one, and they can attack turn two for a lot of energy, regardless of whether they go first or second. So seems kind of yeah, I mean, like they're in good
1: spot. We saw, you know, Roxy Chomp win Dallas, despite there being a lot of things like Shocklock, despite there being decent stall decks out there i think of um like the reggie rock doll stall um despite despite things like that we saw just a big attacking deck win and that would lead me to believe that you know the mill archetype didn't really gain anything from sword and shield that i can that i can think of immediately you know that just is like an auto inclusion in any type of mill or stall deck and so I'm focusing right now on just all the big attacking decks. And I think that's probably where, um, where I would suggest a lot of people go.
0: Right. I think you start there. I think there's potential. If, if there is potential for like a mill or stall deck, I think Chinchino can kind of open the door to that a little bit. Or, I mean, even stuff, like a wall type of deck. The only problem is these V Pokemon just like yeah, can't yeah, be no, walled exactly. right
1: now. That, that's the huge problem with um, you know Hoopa was amazing last format. Hoopa was so criminally underrated in uh, the pre Sword and Shield expanded format, but now that we have Pokemon V, that card is just worthless.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I agree, man. So I think you start with the attacking decks. If there's some kind of like energy removal control deck. I think Chinchino opens the door to that, but that will take like more developed understanding of what the meta game will look like to really get an idea of where to go with it. Would you yep. agree?
1: I would agree. Yeah, cool.
0: So that's our view into expanded right now. Jolly Flying Man calls out Dialga GX in Zashian. I could definitely see that being an option. Timeless GX is pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> but I think it remains to be seen how these decks will pan out. So now we'll open the floor to chat. I think there are already some comments or questions that we can get to in here. Uh, we'll answer you know, about four to five questions and then we'll sign off for the day.
1: Thank you all so much for, for tuning in. Yeah, and guys, thank you so much for the viewership. I, I wanna say here, uh, we just had in the last month uh, with our last four episodes, we had a total of 1100 plus downloads, which is just, insane how much it's grown in the uh just really these last few months it's been really great to have the support so thank you guys for uh supporting this podcast it it makes us uh feel wanted and it makes us feel that we're producing content that people want to hear want to have want to listen to so thank you for that
0: yeah i mean the support has been amazing especially in the last month or so i think we've really kind of blown up a little bit and you know, we recognize that and appreciate every single one of you, um, whether you've been here for the past year or whether you've been here for a day. So yeah, thank you all so much. Uh, Matt Crabb cool. asking, when is OCIC? That is going to be this next weekend here. And actually, um, I saw earlier someone was asking top three decks for OCIC for both of us. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're probably more or less in agreement, but I'll say mine first. I think ADP Zacian is going to be the number one for both of us right now. We've both liked that deck for at least two weeks now, and nothing has really changed to make us dislike it. In fact, some things may have even made us like it more. <laughs> um, yeah. I think Mewtwo decks are probably my second pick. I think I like the Welder versions a lot right now, um, but I could see some merit in the Mali versions. And then I do think Chinchino is good enough to make it like a third pick for me. <clears throat>
1: I would say I would agree with your first two there. And then uh, I would put Blacephalon as like the third deck, but I just need a lot more testing with it. it it's not like, I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you, oh, you know, what's your list that you would take? I, I don't know that quite yet, but it's a deck that I would look into for OCIC. Um, so I guess, you know, a top pick, meaning a top pick for me to test heading into the tournament.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm asking about Picaram. Picaram is definitely a top tier deck. Um I think it struggles a little too much against the mill deck for me to want to take it to a large tournament at the moment. Although it's like definitely possible that mill fades out over time. At the moment, I think it's very very popular. Um yeah. so I wouldn't yeah. want to take an L.
1: Yeah, we were we were discussing this in the group chat. We think that the mill deck is very popular because it's pretty easy compared to other like mill stall decks and um you know that that's that's huge you know that's huge consideration there so pokemon
0: breeders asking another uh interesting question if you're going to collinsville which we both are uh what is one deck that you don't want to take a loss to
1: oh man Mm, it's tough because i don't i don't know what beats Zacian and expanded but i guess i would just say like i wouldn't want to take a loss to aggro
0: yeah i think taking a hard loss to aggro would be a bad idea um i don't think you like want to have a terribly bad loss against zashian either because i think people are even outside of the jw and i world that we live in people are catching on to the fact that card is pretty good so (laughs) you know I would at least try and take the 50-50 to Zashian, I think.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Which
0: might mean just playing Zacian, but, you know. It, I mean, it might, yeah. That's, that's a that's good quite... way to get a 50-50. <laughs> yeah,
1: play the exact 60. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cool.
0: Now, any other things that we wanted to hit on this week? Any other questions from chat or comments that you wanted to make about Sword and Shield developing, JW?
1: I just feel like this format is very fresh, even though it feels like we have this defined S tier deck uh in ADP Zashin. I, I do still feel like there's a lot to discover about the format. Again, we are talking about this kind of cyclical nature of things where, you know, something like Reshiram, Charizard, uh, Welder could make its way back into being a very relevant deck after yeah, kind of... Sure after kind of looking like it maybe couldn't hold a candle to some of these other decks, then that's just kind of interesting. It's it's fun to see how it'll um, unfold. I'm not going to OCIC, Riley, you're not going to OCIC. So we'll be able to watch these and really kind of dissect what uh, players are bringing to the table. I'm excited to see like any unique techs, um, unique decks. Maybe someone will finally make goons work and that'll be awesome.
0: <laughs> goons wins <laughs> OCIC. That would be the headline that I would look forward to. and i'm sure there are plenty of other people who would as well so that will bring us to a close this week thank you all again for your viewership and support and we will catch you all next week same place same time peace